hosts Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got a question or opinion? Sound off on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Or call the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Yeah, so for me, I've picked Oklahoma three times. You know, I've uh, picked it as a player in 03 and then uh, came back as a GA in 2012 and 13. And then uh, as soon as I got a call to come back here uh, three years ago, I, I couldn't get in the car fast enough. And my family's from here. And, uh, man, I, I absolutely love University of Oklahoma because of the players that you see sitting, sitting beside us. These guys have so many expectations on their back. There's so many... Uh, fans that want us to, to win every single game and play perfect every single game. And uh, these guys do a great job of handling that. And uh, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. I love the expectations, man. I, I love playing in front of 85,000 every Saturday. Got the opportunity to come here and play for a national championship and be a part of an unbelievable team. Um, and so this place obviously means everything to me. Uh, I've been trying to get back here for 23 years. Um, and so... Um, this is the, obviously the place I want to be. Um, I, I'm, I'm just as much of a fan as I am a coach. I'm a huge fan of Oklahoma, and so I have high expectations of this program along with everybody sitting up here and everybody within our program. And so. Very, very cool to hear the University of Oklahoma co-offensive coordinators Joe John Finley and Seth Luttrell talking there about um, what it means to them to get that opportunity. And uh, those guys did a really good job. Um, you know, Joe John, I've, I've been impressed. I've seen him a couple of times at the, uh, at, you know, at a, at a microphone up, at, up, you know, in front of some people. Does a great job. Really, really good job. He is like if if you go hang out with him somewhere away from the facility and you know just hanging around or something someone's backyard he hardly says a word huh. and we'll just he'll hang out there for a couple hours and not say much but and I I was kind of thinking the same thing was going to happen but man he's been great yeah really engaging uh really uh energetic Telling good stories, getting good laughs. He's done great. That is a that's a heck of a line, and I'm sure that he uses that in recruiting. He 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 should. I've picked Oklahoma three times in my life. I guess Devon Mitchell heard that more than once throughout yeah. the recruiting process. But for a random press conference the day yeah. after Christmas, both those guys knocked it out of the park. At least with this fan base, because there are certain lines that really work with the fans around here, and people just. They want to feel like you care about it, about the place as much as they do. That's that's a big part of it. Baker just was always the master at that. He knew that, and I think it was genuine. But Joe John saying that, and then Seth Luttrell saying, I've been trying to get back here for 23 years. Yeah, that plays extremely well. And you know what? It did yesterday. Yeah. If everyone wasn't already won over, then uh, both of those guys won over uh, some more fans yesterday. It's cool yep, to hear. That's right. And, and I don't. Like when I say that if Joe John isn't using that line in recruiting, he should, I don't think that that's a made-up line. I mean, it's true he did pick OU three times, but I, I felt like it was very genuine from both of those guys that they feel yeah. that way. 
No. I, I've told you the story about Seth, you know, whenever he whenever I, he was done with his senior year and, you know, I was in I was in winter workouts and he was kind of there around the program. I don't think he had decided what he was going to do yet before he was going to come back in GA. But, um, you know, he I was like, you're going to try and go to the league. What are you going to do? And he's like, I think I'm going to start coaching. Uh, I want to be head coach here one day. Did he have and, a dip in when he was telling you that? Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, but I, I think it's awesome that he's been I – mean, he's stayed at it for a, a long time, and he's been all over the place. Kansas, Tech, Arizona, Indiana. I mean, it wasn't great for a while, right? And he was calling plays there at Arizona, but – you know, he he put in a long time in this job at not great places, grinding for a great opportunity, and he got the head coaching opportunity, which was awesome there at North Texas and did, did a good job with it. But, you know, now he's, he's offensive coordinator at University of Oklahoma. That's big time. Yeah. And, you know, there's been a lot of guys get really good coaching opportunities from that role. I mean, geez, who hasn't in that role since I mean, 1999? Currently, you've got the head coach at USC, the head coach at Tennessee, the head coach at Mississippi State. That's the last three. But has anyone since 99 held the title of offensive coordinator and not gotten a job, a head coaching job somewhere else? Well, Chuck Long got one, but San Diego it wasn't, State. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it wasn't a P5 job, but it was a, it's a head coaching job somewhere. Right, yeah, yeah. I think everyone that's held that position since 99 has got a, a, a head coaching job somewhere. Yeah. Which is and, and a lot of those, like you said, ended up being some, some pretty good jobs for, for some of those guys. Yeah. Jeff from OKC says, guys, I'm so glad you're back. Yesterday not having the ref live threw out my whole day, uh, threw it out, out of whack. Welcome back. You were missed. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah. The four days off was pretty awesome, I do have to say, though. Really thought we should have been off today as well, (laughs) but that's just me. That's just me. Most people had the 27th off, too. Let's just make it five days. I know. You were were itching. You had so many things you needed to get off your chest. You couldn't wait to get back on a microphone. Um, No, it's not that. It's just, I I don't know. I, I'm just not good at just, like, chilling around the house. It's like I, I get bored, you know. I, I got to go do something. So I, yeah. I guess I don't mind after four days getting back here. But I had about 80 screenshots of content that I took screenshots of over the weekend for the show today. Well, next time you get bored, call me. You can come rake leaves. You can rake leaves for the next 50 days and still not be You done, got five so. grand now. You can hire a guy for that. What are you doing? Raking your own leaves. Good point. I um, I typically I hire a couple of things out, some handy stuff for sure. Uh, had a guy fixing the dryer today, but the best money spent on on people working around the house is Christmas lights. Never. Yes. I will never yes. yep. put up Christmas lights. Uh, raking the leaves, getting rid of the leaves, and the Christmas lights. Two worst things, at least yep. when it comes to yard work, whatever. Uh, KW918, normally you're off on Wednesdays, Layman. We appreciate you just showing up today with three laughing face emojis. Now, that's a good point because... He is off tomorrow. 
you know, I'm not off tomorrow. Stop saying that. <laughs> what do you mean? You, the flight leaves at 2. Yeah. Well, how, okay. long do yeah you plan so? on, how long do you plan on being on? 30 minutes? I will be on as soon as I get to the station or the uh, stadium, yeah, rather. Which, which will be 555. No, it won't. Come on, man. I'm going uh, over under. We got two and a half segments tomorrow for Teddy. No, you'll and get I, an hour out of me. I will take the under on two and a half segments. You'll get an hour out of me. But I, that texter brought up a good point. You know, whenever the holiday schedule came out, you know, Wednesday is my day off. And no one even I thought to ask or anything about, I was just scheduled to work this Wednesday. Shit, no, man. Uh, it was out of my hands, which ne- I thought was interesting. Next contract negotiation. Hey, if we have four days off and we're back on a Wednesday, right, he gets that day off too. Next contract negotiation is going to be Thursdays and Fridays off. Uh, Lloyd says only those that won 5000 bucks would take five days in a row. Man, hey, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have hated him for it, i got to say. It, it is nice to get out of the house, get back to work, and uh, – Talk about this game. We're get, we're starting to get into the uh, into the real bowl season. Some good games tonight's, are popping up tonight's or today's the first day where I'm like, all right, I'm I'm pretty intrigued now. I watched a bit of the Kansas game last game. night. Um, golly, what well, they win nine games this year? Yeah. Two years ago, they're just a complete embarrassment, disaster. Even though OU had to have a miraculous play to beat them in Lawrence, but that turnaround, it's talked about. But if they continue. On the pa- like this, this is a epic turnaround that's happened at KU in a short amount of time. But we'll, right. we'll, we'll get to that later. Yeah, OU Arizona tomorrow night. Three biggest storylines for me: one JFA, two offensive line play, three defense, especially against the run. You got any other big storylines outside those three? JFA, OU's offensive line, and the defense uh, played a lot better than what they did down the stretch. Sh- Storylines, um, how, how would you – can I classify, classify uh, offensive play calling as a storyline? Absolutely you can, yeah. So I would go uh, JFA is one. How the football game is called by the coordinators, oh, I think I is, thought you were going to say by the officials there. I was about to jump on board with that one too. Oh, my God. Who are the officials? <laughs> probably a Big 12 crew. Is it, if it's a Big 12 crew, <laughs> That's probably. strap yourselves in. We're about to have a, uh, a rough ride. Um, <sighs> offensive line, that's a good one. I mean, you went defense, but you just – that's pretty general I there. said against the run, really. I mean, that's – they were just not – they were bad against the run the last two games. Yeah. I would like to have a, uh, you know, feel-good game going into a long off season with the defense and not look like uh, what, what we saw in Provo and even against TCU. I think a interesting storyline or possibly uh, – an awesome storyline is Drake Stoops' final game. Need a, what need what's his yards. stat line look like? It would be amazing to see him go over 1,000 yards. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't change anything about what anyone thinks of him, but it would be an awesome milestone for him to, to hit. be really cool. So I'd like to see him go out in a big way. Last four games for Drake, 38 catches. 486 yards and five touchdowns in his last four games. Jeez. Crazy. And 
countless, like all of those, not all of them, but a lot of those catches, third third down, got to have it. Fourth down, got to have it. You know, just incredible playmaking ability from him. So, I mean, he he turned it on. Turned mm-hmm. it on the last, the, the back half of the season. And he was good. Um, early on as well, but his his last four games, man, thirty eight catches in the last four games. Jeez, dude, that's insane. Four hundred eighty six yards and five touchdowns, and a half of that was with a true freshman quarterback. I mean, that's yeah. that's, that's big time stuff from him. So, one hundred and twenty yards. You know what? Let's do it. Drake's getting one hundred and twenty yards tomorrow. He's getting over a thousand yards. Final game of his OU career. It's happening. This story is too good for that not to happen. I imagine he is going to get a bunch of opportunities. You know, if I'm a if I'm a young quarterback, um, and if I'm a offensive coordinator that's trying to settle in, I'm going to the guy that's always open, the guy that always catches it, the most reliable player. Um, that we've had over the last couple of years, Drake Stoops. So. It seemed like a pretty good game plan just to target yeah. him quite a bit. Uh, Georgia Suter- Which, by the way, though, I don't know if – have you seen their um, their nickel? He's good. I- Arizona's? That, no, I, I guess yeah, not. It's going to be a really good uh, matchup. Well, He's like 6'2", 210, 215 pounds, really athletic. He's one of the best players on the defense. I'm sure he had an interception against Arizona State, too. I feel like everyone on their defense did that day. Just a big play. Georgia Sooner says, storyline, defensive third down efficiency. We have to get off the field on third down. Cannot give up the first down on third and long. Yeah. Yeah. um, Yeah. I think the the critical thing is going to be how healthy are we at corner because we have not been healthy really at all, um, and that's kind of scary. So, I mean, if, if, we are, if we're banged up at, at corner, it's going to be tough now because uh, T-Mac is legit, 6'5", 215 pounds. He's a deep threat. They like to isolate him on, on the backside of trips and just run, like, one receiver routes, you know, digs, slants, uh, rail shots, comebacks, all kinds of stuff, and just let him go to work. And if we're if we're hurting at corner, that's going to be tough. Through, like, the first ten games of the season, especially early on, middle part of the year, like, the corners were tackling extremely well. Two years ago at OU Texas, they ran a simple bubble play. Texas scores on the first play, 75 yards. Wide receiver Xavier Worthy didn't even get touched. Yeah. Two years ago, they ran the exact same play. Gentry tackles him for like a two-yard loss instead. Corner tackling for the majority of the season was really good. Buddy, it better be good tomorrow night. They are really good after the catch. I mean, they're yeah. good in more areas than just that, but Arizona's got some wide receivers now. And when you look at the offenses that OU's faced this year, Kansas had a good offense. Texas had a good offense. Man, Arizona's top three, and the way that they ended the year, they could maybe be in the conversation for the best offense that OU's faced this season. Yeah. I think they're that good. Yeah. Now, statistically, they're like number 12 or something like that. But to your point, 
Fafita, I think he didn't start until like the fourth or fifth game of the year. Yeah, I think it was, uh, was it game four or game five? But was it, the guy Delora? Yeah, or which he's entering the portal, by the way, and everyone was yeah. jacked about him coming into the year. Yeah, I mean, he, I think he's a pretty good player, and I don't remember if he got hurt or if he just got straight up benched, um, but they've been different when, when Fafita's been in there. But uh, you talking about the corners tackling, they almost tackled too good. And that's why they've been banged up. You know, it's all yeah. shoulders with those guys because they've been so physical out there. And I mean, it's I don't know what you do about that. You love the physicality and the tackling a corner. You don't want them to stop that. But my goodness, we got to stay healthy. Um, we got a 1,200 yard receiver coming uh, in this football game tomorrow. That's six foot five, so it's going to be tough. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number two rolls on. Sound off any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. At 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet in Blanchard, USA. There are trucks. Then there's the truck. GMC Sierra. With available features like the V8 engine. The ultimate luxury interior. And of course, the available world's first six-function multi-pro tailgate. Come in. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving. Because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Our chant doesn't need an introduction, man. Boomer! 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 Man, Jackson Arnold was sure hyped at the Riverwalk a couple of nights ago. Danny Stutzman was calling him... J-F-A, J-F-A, J-F-A. Uh, Jackson Arnold said that. They dropped the mic, and then they were uh, done there at the at the Riverwalk. So, yes. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Danny Stutzman introduced the, the next quarterback for OU. That was, that, that was a lot of fun to see. Um, the Military Bowl has gone final. Virginia Tech 41, Tulane 20. Virginia Tech wins by three touchdowns. Tulane was 11 and 2 coming into this game. I'm guessing they had a lot of opt outs. Um, I'm guessing Michael Pratt did not play in this game. I don't know who else did, but far cry from the Tulane team that we saw beat SC in the Cotton Bowl last year. Right. Yeah. Um, Man, that's crazy. Which I'm sure they've had a lot of guys uh, opt out, but what about. North Carolina, West Virginia, that, that that could be a pretty good football game, depending on what all guys are playing. Drake May's probably out, right? Yeah, he's probably going to be the number two uh, pick, right? Uh, is West Virginia favored in that game? Pick to finish last in the Big 12 this year, and they got a chance to go 9-4. and four. West Virginia is a six-point favorite. Yeah. But do we want to see Mac Dows with the uh, mayonnaise at the end of the game? Well, oh, of course man. we do. Yeah, I didn't think about More that. More of a horseradish guy myself, but there's nothing wrong with being dows with mayonnaise. Sally, she enjoys it. She thinks it's great. Guys, uh, I've never Sally, read it harder Sally make Carolina. a good uh, homemade mayonnaise? She <laughs> makes a great BLT. Yeah, she does. She does. She absolutely does. Uh, text line from the 580. Driving to San Antonio wouldn't be the same without the ref. About to be in Austin horns down all the way through and it's signed pretty boy and goob i got bad news for whoever that text message came from pretty boy and goob that's who it came from uh it's 4 30 they're about to be in austin 
Well, you're about to be in Austin for the next three hours, so enjoy it. Find a room right off the highway. If if you haven't passed it already, you have to take the loop that goes outside of town. It's the greatest thing ever invented. Would you rather be Pretty Boy or Goob? Goob. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Well, I think it's signed Pretty Boy and Goob. Like, maybe that's what they call us. Ah. Yeah. There's a chance that could be the case. You are pretty boy. Shark says, stop and spit on the stadium like my girls did two years ago. <laughs> oh, nice. A little pit stop down yeah. there, a little bathroom break uh, at the uh, the corner of the, the stadium. Not bad. Well, you can park on the uh, parking lot that is I-35, right? Yeah. Go Get spit out, on the stadium. Go to her campus and come back. And you come back. Your car yeah. hadn't moved. Car will be in the, uh, in, the same, in the same spot. No big deal. Uh, latest on the portal. Geno Vandermark, the Michigan State offensive lineman, felt like OU had a pretty, a pretty good chance at that one. He has withdrawn his name from the portal. He's staying at MSU. Huh. Sounds like uh, Michigan State got a nice little uh, NIL deal together for him, and his girlfriend's still up there, not not coming to OU. Geno's staying how, at East Lansing. How about Ole Miss and Missouri in the transfer portal? Ole Miss, uh, I think 24-7 has them ranked as the number one class. They got oh, Walter Nolan over the weekend, who everyone thinks he's the best player in the portal. I shouldn't say everyone. I think it's ESPN has him ranked as the best player that's been in the portal. Yeah, they got him. They got the the big edge rusher from Florida, Key Lawrence. I mean, they've stacked up a bunch of uh, guys that are going to be able to play it, football And it is them. interesting. I mean, they've had a – they had a great year. They're playing in a Peach Bowl coming up this weekend. Yeah. And they were – if they weren't undefeated, they only had one loss. Remember that big game they had at Georgia, like midway through the year? And Georgia pounded them, and, and Lane Kiffin said in that postgame press conference, like, well, the difference today was like five-star talent. Georgia yeah. has this many five stars and this time frame, and well, here's been... what we looks like. So I don't know if that was like a wake-up call to Ole oh, Miss yeah. or what it is, but you're, you're right, man. They're killing it in the portal. He's been saying it for like two years now, dropping uh, some heavy hints to all of the the donors there at Ole Miss. You want to beat those guys, you're going to have to pay for the players. That's been his mantra over and over and over you know, been throwing shade at the teams out there buying players, saying it's, you know, I, hey, it, I guess not necessarily throwing shade, but just saying out loud that's what they're doing. Like pointing out to everyone, like if you're going to complain about your team, make sure you're ponying up the, the money because these other schools out there are straight up paying for players. That's, that's what college football has become. And I think there's going to be – a little bit of a, I think there's going to be like a, a short-term boom for college football with this this type of uh, the way things are unfolding. But eventually, I think that whole system's going to collapse. Man, don't you think the well's got to run dry at some points? You just you can't. And I I don't know. I guess it's going to go one way or the other. The teams that have been able to hold on to their high school recruits and develop them in a couple years time are going to be, are going to have a roster full of experienced developed players that are less likely to leave and experience matters in college sports. They'll be set up to win. 
Now, a lot of schools that are going all in on portal and playing a ton of of transfers year after year after year and really killing the development of the majority of their football team, I, they're going to start to really struggle. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's it's almost a, a Band-Aid type of situation. Yeah, Every, I mean, that's, that's right. just not sustainable, really. Uh, Chris McClellan, former uh, Owasso uh, High School graduate. Uh, he's going to Mizzou. He was at Florida this past year. Thoughts now, of, what's the connection between him, uh, the Owasso kid, and Missouri? I'm, was he recruited by them or something? He may have been recruited by them in high school, but I guess NIL can be all the uh, <laughs> all that yeah. you need nowadays. Right. Are you starting to get worried about the University of Oklahoma's transfer portal situation with the defensive line? Not yet, um, because okay. I still like if David Hicks, like it's still it's still out there. Now they play tonight. And if he makes a decision this week, or I guess really any time before the this portal window is is open, and he picks OU, I, I I don't know what the general thought is right now from the text line on how they feel OU's doing in the portal. But I can tell you this: if they get David Hicks in the portal, then whatever it is right now, it's going to flip to oh my gosh, this has been awesome, huge get in the portal. That's what who everyone wants the most. Just about everyone. You needed you need an elite inside defensive lineman, and he man, that'd be a massive get. So right. I would say no now. Like let's let's see what happens with David Hicks first, if the, if, if that can happen. Are you? Um, I, I guess outside of that, how do you think we've done? Because I think a lot of people, and we've seen this text message, uh, think we're getting killed in the transfer portal. We got the the kid from North Offensive Line, North Texas kid, and Spencer Brown, uh, Bauer Sharp, tied in Sam Franklin, the running back. Why don't you mention the best player they got in the portal? Burks. I yeah. was getting there. Burks, the wide receiver, um, excellent. And then um, Des Malone, the six-two defensive back out of San Diego State. I don't think they've been getting so. killed in the poor. Like Brent made a comment a couple of weeks ago that they don't cast as wide of a net as mm-hmm. others do, or maybe even make the offers that some think they do. Like it's not, they're not just offering every single player in the portal. So well, just based on who they've offered, like who they've actually offered and, and targeted, they haven't gotten all those players. I just, I, I wouldn't say that OU's just gotten killed in the portal. I think they're ranked thirtieth right now on the 24-7 sports ranking, and they're still going to get probably four more players by the time it's all said and done. I agree. I I think that they are being purposely selective and patient. And even if they don't get the guys that maybe some were hoping for after, you know, after the bowl season and you expect to have another uh, swell of of transfer portal guys, like, there's time after uh, spring ball as well. You know, there may be some guys give new coaching staffs an opportunity through spring ball and see how that goes before they make a decision. You just never know. Got to be patient with it. But, I mean, I know that by the time summer gets here, I mean, if we haven't made some additions on the line of scrimmage on uh, both sides of the ball, still more, uh, 
could be could be worse. Uh, they will. Uh, they did offer a uh, defensive end. I, I know you need interior defensive linemen, um, but they did offer a defensive end out of Miami of Ohio, Caden Willard. Uh, this past year, forty-one tackles, nine and a half sacks, two forced fumbles. He's going to be visiting OU soon. Dang. Thought is OU's got a pretty good shot at that one. Okay, almost a double-digit sack guy. Not bad. Interesting. Have and to look him up. There continues to be scuttlebutt that uh, now with Davis Bevel in the portal, that Casey Thompson could be a realistic situation. Yeah. And, now, and, and look, if he doesn't require a scholarship to get here, I'm open to hearing what the downside is from the text line on that. But I just I can't find a downside to adding Casey Thompson at quarterback if it doesn't, especially if it doesn't cost you a scholarship to do so. Yeah, you're right. That's right. You need experience. Um, He's played in big games. I mean, ultimately you just need a guy to uh, hopefully carry you through a game or two if something should happen. But, um, yeah, especially if he's not on scholarship, that would be that would be perfect. Um, now, you mentioned Hicks. Before we hit a timeout, I – what, what do you? What's your gut telling you on whether or not he even jumps in the portal? Uh, well, you asked for gut feel. Since yeah. there's been a mass exodus at Texas A&M, what do they have? They have no more than 55 scholarship players playing tonight against Oklahoma State. I mean, if anyone's been hit hard by the portal, it's been A&M. USC may be next. Well, I, I'm going to guess that he follows everyone else a gut feel and say that he enters into the portal after the bowl after the bowl season or after the bowl yeah. game, I should say. Well, it's interesting, you know, the the more guys that leave, the more uh, NIL opportunity there at A&M for guys to stay. Could be true. And it you know? sounds like he got quite a bit to go there the first time around. Right. Yeah. All right. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll hit some things that caught my eye next. Stay tuned. Nobody covers your team like the ref. If it's Sooner News and talk you want, it's right here all season long. This is your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Sports Network, KREF.com. To learn more, sponsored by Oklahoma Human Services. So what caught Teddy's eye, brought to you by Yalagazdi Law. Have you heard hiring a lawyer makes your insurance claim take even longer? Not at Yalagazdi Law. They work to keep your claim moving forward and fight delay at every turn. That's Yalagazdi Law at 405 800 405-800-8080. Let's get to it. By the way, West Virginia scored on the first offensive play of the game, 75-yard touchdown pass. They're up 7 nothing early. Nice. There you go, uh, WVU. Um, guess who has the longest winning streak in the NFL currently? Baker Mayfield is who I'm guessing. No. Oh. The Baltimore Ravens have won five straight. But, yes, Baker Mayfield and the Bucks are second with four straight wins. And, Tyler, they now sit atop the division uh, and got a pretty good shot to make the playoffs, man. Uh, well, I think that if they win this weekend, they uh, they do clinch a spot in the playoff. And mm-hmm. it was reported before the game this weekend that both sides, Baker and the Bucks, are like, yeah, we'd be interested in, uh, in running this thing back again coming up next year. Then he had another great game, eight touchdowns and no picks his last three games. Dude's on fire. He Maybe his is. best three-game stretch of his career. He is on fire. He's playing really, really good. I believe he is – well, I think he was close. I mean, he's 
I think he leads the the league in interceptions, uh, fewest interceptions or something. I don't know. But he's right there. He's playing really good at the top, 35, 3,600 yards passing, uh, 26 touchdowns to just the eight interceptions. He's played really good. That team is confident, looking really strong, fun to watch. A team that is not confident and not looking strong are the Kansas City Chiefs. What's happening up in Kansas City? Taylor Swift, it's her fault. Man. I don't know. I, I want to believe that that's the case. I, uh, I'm i enjoying the Chiefs' downfall this year. I, I will openly admit it. Yeah, I think they've lost three of their last four. They can't catch the ball either. That's that's a big <laughs> issue that they Can't have. catch the ball. They're having a hard time with the offensive line. But here's the real difference. A couple years ago, they were so good at the skill position spots that when Patrick Mahomes started to do his run-around crazy thing, they torched people. But that's not happening anymore. I don't know if it's the guys in uh, the skill position spots aren't able to run the drill effectively and separate. I, I mean, they're obviously missing Tyreek Hill. Uh, I don't know. It looks like the team is totally miserable whenever, in contrast, the last couple of years, it looks like they have more fun playing than yeah. anyone else well, in the league. Well, same with Mahomes. Forget their wide receivers. He's oh, always yeah. looked calm, cool, and collected. He's out there having fun. I have uh, never seen him complain and look this aggravated as I've seen him this year, and really the past month or so. Right. Like a different dude. It's been pretty wild, and we got to talk about the Dallas Cowboys, don't we? I nah, mean, I think we should move on, honestly. Uh, lost to the Miami Dolphins. Good football game, entertaining football game, but I don't know. Are you are you worried at all about the Cowboys? I mean, my, my what do we wait, wait. worried means I would have had high expectations in the first place, yeah. dude. You knew exactly like the rest of us what was going to happen. Right. They were going to finish second in the East to the Eagles. They were okay. going to beat somebody in the wild card round, have to go on the road in the second round, and get exposed for the frauds that they are. That was always going to happen. That's exactly what's going to happen this year. So you're Come not on. worried. They're right on pace. Right on pace. We're at the where okay. I thought, yes. CeeDee Lamb's still having a really, really nice year. Yeah, he is. Went over him. 100 and a touchdown. Should be a pro bowler, man. He's having one of the best years uh, mm-hmm. by wide receiver in the league. Happy for him. That's it. Um, your odds of winning a football game when you have 100 yards and penalties, that goes down significantly, right? When you have 100 yards and penalties. Yeah, when, I think that's right. When you have 150 yards and penalties, boy, it's really tough to win a football game. If you have 200 yards and penalties, it may be next to impossible to win a football game. Well, the mm. Kansas Jayhawks did that last night. 18 penalties for 216 yards, and they still won the game 49-36 over UNLV. Yeah, and I mean UNLV had a late, really nice touchdown. Actually, uh, that wide receiver made a great catch over the middle, turned into a long touchdown. Couldn't get the onside kick, but they tried to make it interesting late. That's a, credit Kansas for getting that win and getting uh, what is it the nine wins on the season. Really awesome job there, and that was a good UNLV team. But how about the job uh, Barry Odom did in year one? Uh, incredible, man. UNLV is – they haven't done much of anything for a long time now. And he got him to a conference championship game this year. Um, it, yeah, it, there's some life in that program for the first time in a long time. Made a really nice 
hire at offensive coordinator. The problem is I don't think he's going to be able to keep him. Yeah, uh, the Marion Brid- Brid- Marion, yeah, for yeah. sure. He's going to be gone. Uh, there was a video over the weekend. Ollie Gordon looks like he's staying at Oklahoma State, which he was only a true sophomore, so he couldn't go to the league. I guess that's a, hey, I'm not going to be talked into a massive NIL offer elsewhere. I'm staying at Oklahoma State next year. So I guess yeah. there, there had to be a video for that. Uh you think Gundy knows his name yet or still just number? Ah, Zero. Zero's coming back, he said. <laughs> yeah, his new name, his new nickname is Zero because that's what's, uh, there's a, a bunch of zeros. of zeros and commas in his new NIL deal to stay at Oklahoma State for a year. Sign of the apocalypse, one of many. The Rose Bowl says it will feature the first ever drone show. In the college football playoff post-game celebration this weekend, quote an enchanting drone show featuring 450 synchronized drones transforming the trophy ceremony into a mesmerizing spectacle. I have no idea what that means, but 450 drones will be synchronized and they'll be involved in the trophy ceremony somehow. I've seen some of these drone shows and they look pretty cool. I, for one. Hope some teenager in his house, uh, you know, there in the L.A. area, hacks this the program running the the show and has the drone spell out a bunch of curse words on national. Or uh, actually hits Nick Saban in the face like the Gatorade <laughs> jug did a few years ago, and he got pissed. Oh, that'd be great. AP poll and hoops. KU's at two. Houston's at three. Your Oklahoma Sooners. Coming at number 12 in the AP poll this week. BYU at 14, Baylor at 17, Texas at 21, OU still the third highest ranked Big 12 team. Yeah. Well, got to get things back on track, and I'm uh, I'm expecting them to do exactly that. Speaking up of here. $5,000, you won $5,000 over right. the weekend. A uh, Texas high school soccer coach is getting fired over five thousand dollars apparently he made it rain over five grand at a houston strip club on a coaching clinic trip and he's getting fired for it well hang on a second whose money uh i'm guessing that it's probably his take it well if it's his um maybe that's his right (laughs) um now if he took it from the booster club and that was the money that you know they're supposed to spend on um Whatever, football, well, then I still think he should keep his job. <laughs> yeah, same. Retweet. Uh, okay, Russell Wilson's getting benched the final two games. Looks like that era is over in Denver. That might go down as one of the worst sports trades in history. If the Broncos release Russell Wilson after June 1st, it'll have cost them the following. $124 million in salary, $35.4 million in 24 dead cap money, $49.6 million in 2025 dead cap money. Ooh. Noah Fant, Drew Locke, Shelby Harris, a first-rounder in 22, a second-rounder in 22, a fifth-rounder in 22, a first-rounder in the 23 draft, and a second-rounder in the 2023 draft. He's played Ooh. in Denver for two years, and he went. He uh, he was 11-19 and 19 as a starter. Pretty oh bad trade. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Just absolutely brutal. And... All you had to do is watch the, uh, what is it, Mr. Um, Mr. Unlimited. Um, yeah. All you had to do is watch that video, and you would have known 
never, ever should you trade for that guy. You would have known that. Mm-hmm. Just follow your instinct, please, GMs out there around the league. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number two next. Sooner Football Talk lives here. This is The Ref. There are trucks. Then there's the truck. GMC Sierra with available features like the V8 engine, the ultimate luxury interior, and of course, the available world's first wildfires. Brought to you by the USDA Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you the sour of the rush to the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line we go. It's uh, this one for the 214. Understand why we would want Thompson without a scholarship, but what's in it for Charles' son? Booma, basically asking, okay, yeah, I can get down with uh, adding Casey Thompson at quarterback through the portal if he doesn't require a scholarship, but what's in it for Casey in that deal? Sounds like he well, wants. To, he sounds like he wants to get into coaching after his career is over with, and yeah. you know, being in this spot here is a pretty good spot to you know maybe get him into that world. Um, Close I, to home, is his family still live around here? Yeah, I believe so. So, I mean, and he's tried to come here before via the portal. Um, I, I think that there's a lot of reasons, but mostly, yeah, I want to be a coach someday. Oklahoma and their quarterback situation. I could be the backup there. If something happens, I could play. Just because, if we're being honest, like Casey Thompson, he he's a nice player. Hell, he had a great day against OU in 2021 in the Cotton Bowl. But is he going to be an automatic starter? A lot of Power Five schools, probably not. That's probably not the case. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I, it sounds like, and I could be wrong. Please correct me if I am. It sounds like he's the one that's really interested in Oklahoma. Is that right? Yeah, correct. Like I said, he tried to come here a, a time before. So. Yeah. So I, I don't know what's in it for him other than this is where he wants to come play football i guess um and i'm sure that there's i'm sure that there's other other reasons why he wants to come back here you mentioned the coaching uh perhaps be closer to family uh maybe he sees a true freshman is going to get the start or i mean i guess he won't be a true freshman next year uh true sophomore is going to get the start in the SEC, and maybe senses there's a, a potential to possibly swoop in and, and get some playing time. I don't know. I don't know. But I, it feels like a win for Oklahoma, especially if he's oh, yeah, not taking sure. a scholarship. So. Yeah, and not ideal if Casey Thompson plays next year, but it's better than a lot of other potential options that are out there, if that's the case. It you just, just don't know what what Michael Hawkins is going to be. At that point, that's you know? the point. Is you just yeah. don't want to back, or you don't want a true freshman as your backup quarterback next year. That's well, the, you you don't want to go into you don't want to go into spring, not really knowing what you have in Hawkins. Correct. You know, um, I we were kind of in that position this year, but Jackson Arnold, you know, made him feel right away that they were going to be just fine with him at backup quarterback. And maybe Hawkins does the same exact thing. You hope that's the case. And if it is the case, well, then, 
you know, at the end of the day, it's not really going to matter. You were also pretty confident, even throughout the recruiting process, that Arnold was going to be the future quarterback. So you could, yeah. you could come to those terms a little bit easier when you think that's going to be the case. Sure, and you know, remember, and, and I think he's had time to develop and gotten better. But Evers came in, and, and they knew right away, like we've got to figure out something at backup quarterback. And by that point. It was Slim Pickens out there. All right, quick timeout. we got the final hour of the rush coming up next. Stay with us. You're listening to the home of